0: Chapter 24 of Laughter Limited. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jeremiah Sutherland, Victoria, British Columbia. Laughter Limited by Nina Wilcox Putnam. Chapter 24. A month later, I was what you might call still in the same position. By which I do not mean running upstairs, but I'll say I was running just the same because by now the sheriff was about one jump behind me as a matter of geography i and axel was sitting in our bathing suits under one of those bright umbrellas that flock so thick around crystal pier and talking about ourselves axel had at this time just finished the heavy part of a footman in a mcgee production where he would surely show at least three times during the picture for as long as five seconds each time but axel wasn't contented even although i pointed out it was at least a part which was more than i had there being no money to spend enjoying ourselves we was indulging in the poor folks pastime of belly aching. i tank i fail because i don't speak english so good says axel very serious if i speak better english i bet you my life a got better parts well i'll say that was the prize alibi for failure to progress in the pictures because look at pola negri but i needed axel to howl to myself so of course i had to agree with him it's a crime the way they don't appreciate what a wonderful actor you are i says You ought to have a big future, Axel." "'But you, Bonnie,' says Axel, plainly pleased. "'How you think I will get appreciated when you don't? Have you not got anything yet?' Well, for a moment I was going to pull the conventional, why, I have a big offer, and while I haven't signed up yet, I expect to in a couple of days. Then I considered why throw the bull to a friend, and I did kind of want somebody to talk things out with. I had Adele, of course. But since Pop had shown, I didn't have her so much of the time as before. Somehow it always seemed like there was something out at the ranch that needed to be done and only mummer could do it Axel was about the only one at hand Nicky having gone east on a trip and so I come clean Axel I says honest. I don't know what am I going to do? I haven't the smell of a contract even except Axel the contracts. I have made with installment people and so forth Something has got to break for me pretty soon or I will even the grocer had kind of a nasty look in his eye this morning "'Why don't you hawk your ring?' says Axel, mentioning my big chunk of ice, of which I still wore. "'Installment,' I says briefly. "'Just the same as everything else. "'I must have been Cuckoo, I guess, when we started Alias Cinderella. "'Oh, Axel, I don't want to lose what I've gained, my pretty home, my car, everything. "'Why, I'm pledged for them. "'And do you know that after the mischief-maker was released, I had all kinds of offers? "'Now something mysterious has sprung up between me and every producer on the coast. "'Except one,' says Axel.' "'except Silvermount, yes,' says I fiercely. "'But I won't go there. I won't.' "'Big Benny Ben making the other fellers hold off you,' says Axel. "'He's got some kind of agreement with them, I suppose,' I says sadly. "'But it doesn't seem as if I could ask him for work. "'It isn't fair or right that I should have to. "'Why, I'd feel like I was double-crossing Nicky "'if I was to go to Silvermount now.' "'Nichols don't feel like that,' says Axel unexpectedly, "'reaching for the copy of Wids, "'which he had brought out along with his bath-towel. "'I see he been goin' to art life.' "'What?' says I. "'Give me that, Axel. "'Oh, Nicky, they've beat you for sure.' And Axel was right. On the front page was a notice about how Nicky had signed up in New York and was coming back to the coast to make some special productions. A new line of stuff based on classic literary stories and plays, and that he would use a big group of feature players, but no star. "'Kind of a stock company,' says Axel. "'Vell, I suppose the fowlers with the name gets all the parts, used like usual.' but i didn't pay any attention to his crape hanging for i was inspired my way was now sort of cleared for me if nicky actually felt he could go back and went first why so could i i sure did hate that outfit for what they had done to us but i and nicky were both helpless against them we had to have the work and didn't they just know it i thought of mummer and how i owed it to her not to stand in my own and her light any more and of pop too who of course had to be given a small allowance until his crop was in And believe me it was just like pop to be the one person in the bunch who required actual cash money while i and mummer struggled along on a steadily weakening credit and so with one reason and another leading me on i decided to go up and see the big egg and tell him well i am back the prodigious daughter and all that and when do i commence working well axel i says i guess they have me beat too temporarily anyways i'll go job hunting this very afternoon and in the meanwhile i have got the price of a couple of hamburger sandwiches if you have got the strength to go and buy them and no onions in mine to-day well axel had and little did i think the day would ever come when a ten cent hot with pickles would be my honest to goodness lunch and i glad to get it and even less did i think it could possibly be the case that i would eat such lunch while a enormous white automobile that was at least technically mine waited parked beyond the bathing pavilion but such as pictures, and as Mummer often truly said, spend and the world spends with you, charge it and you spend alone. Well, anyways, I enjoyed my sandwich down to the very last bite, and would have enjoyed that too, only just before taking it I happened to look up, and who would I see but Anita and Stricky, both in bathing suits and a very affectionate manner, parking themselves under a nearby umbrella. Well, that took my appetite completely, and I got right up and threw the last bite of my sandwich away, and ain't Providence wonderful? as that bite of sandwich hit the sand i seen it had onion in it so only for them two showing i would have eaten it unconsciously and throwing it in their direction expressed my feelings pretty good too i never saw one without the other any more and believe me when they hove into view i hove out which as hollywood is not a big world meant that the three of us led a pretty active life well this day i got up and gave them the beach and when we was dressed i drove axel back to vine street where he was still living with mrs snifter on account he could never seem to get even with much less ahead of his room rent and then i went home and dolled myself up to knock benny cold it was one thing to walk up to the silvermount offices a unknown hicklet from the east another to arrive as a star driving my own boat or so it was for all they knew and march into the office knowing i was doing them a favour by coming at all the girl behind the window smiled and reached for the push button as soon as she seen me and i walked confidently in past a lot of respectful hams which was warming the mourners benches who did you wish to see miss delane says she confidential like once i was in mr silvermount please dear says i i think he's here says she do you know where his new office is down the corridor and turn to the left the first door you can go right in this was news to me so they had moved the head office since i had been on the lot i trotted along the dark hallway until i come to the proper door knocked and the girl says come in and there in a small dark office with the stenographer right in the same room and everything was benny silvermount in shirt sleeves and cigar well hello if it ain't miss delane says he actually getting up to shake hands how's tricks eh oh very good thanks says i i have been awful busy that is could i talk to you alone mr silvermount why sure sure says benny you could take them specifications over to major mcgee's office ella and you shouldn't come back until i ring well this ella went off and the big egg drew up a chair for me well now we got it nice and cozy ain't it he says amiably not a bit excited over me turning up but what was a person to expect is there now something i could do for you bonnie he goes on it's quite a while since we seen you around this lot too long a while mr silvermount i says that's what i come about so says he then he frowned a little looked at me like a question mark flecked an ash off a fat cigar reparked it and left things up to me i begun to wish right then and there that i hadn't been in such a hurry but had waited until mummer come home from the ranch and brought her along to kind of overpower him but if it was up to me to crack the ice why i would do it i was just thinking i says that i am about rested now and i don't mind if i go back to work provided the salary part and so forth are satisfactory of course hoo hoo says he calmly so that's it Of course, I don't want to tie myself up for very long, I says, because I got a good many offers I am considering, but I thought that after you coming to see me the way you did, why I would give you first chance of getting me. Well, now, that is real good of you, says Benny politely. I appreciate it a lot. He let silence flop between us, then, like a regular wet blanket. I commenced to feel uneasy. Well, Mr. Silvermount, I says. Well, that's just it, says he, shifting the cigar to the other side of his face and chewing on the end of it. That's just it. "'What do you mean?' I says, nearly wild. "'He was like a stone wall. "'Everything I said to him bounded right back at me. "'You know, the last time I saw you, "'you were acting very different, Mr. Silvermount. "'I was to come to you any time. "'Don't you remember?' "'Yes, but that was three months ago,' says he, "'like he was referring to at least the Middle Ages. "'All of three months ago. "'But I haven't changed any since then, I told him. "'I'm even better than I was. "'Are you sore at me because I wouldn't come back "'until Nicky did?' i will be honest with you mr silvermount that was what changed my mind is nicky coming back says he sitting up in his chair sharp and sudden good that's fine but sweet daddy says i didn't you know it no says he sinking back again look here mr silvermount i says sharply getting to my feet and thumping the desk and believe me i had him cornered and he knew it because this was a small quartered oak desk with no hall of refuge under it look here what's wrong i says are you going to give me a contract or are you not now now don't get excited he says showing more life no i am not going to give you a contract but don't get excited and why aren't you going to give it to me i says near crying you promised me i know i know but i tell you i can't do it says benny wildly i ain't got the power well sweet daddy says i why not ain't you the president of this corporation sure i'm president says he waving both arms like windmills but now i am it in name only the stockholders have made a lot of fuss and nonsense miss bonnie and they sent a feller down here to take charge of finances and he thinks he can run the whole shooting match everything mind you he's got the power to do why i got no more ability to hire you than a cat what says i do you mean to tell me the silver mount is in an instalment collect a receiver's hands no not at all says benny but we will be soon with this know-all running the place i wish you could hear the things that man asks me what ability has such a person got why was that one hired how should i know about my friends and i'm to tell where this money went and why no estimate was made for that and where the appropriation has gone for the other my heavens how can a man in pictures bother with such details two weeks he's been here already and he's got a time clock on the lot and a filing report system he thinks you can make pictures like in a factory let him wait that's all sweet daddy says i but surely he lets you hire the hams don't he not much says big benny collapsing into his chair and groaning He says the salaries we pay is crazy, and he must okay every cent before we can spend it. Why, I couldn't hand you any contract if you was to pay me for it. He's a hard nut, that feller, with a face and hurt on him like a stone. But you go talk to him if you want, and say nothing about you're a friend of mine or me recommending you if you want to get by." "'Phew,' says I. "'Well, to be brutally frank with you, Benny, I got to eat, so I may as well take a chance on him. Where is his lair?' "'My old office,' says Benny sadly. Such grief. Come back and tell me if you got any luck. Well, I flitted out and down the corridor like the ghost of my own hopes and stopped outside the big carved teakwood door of poor Benny's old room, my heart in my mouth. The typewriter desk in the waiting room, which was usually occupied by the dentist assistant, was vacant and there didn't seem to be nobody about. So after two or three moments alone, I thought, oh well, he can't eat me and if I don't take a chance, why maybe I will not even get to see him. So I give a knock on the teakwood, and almost at once a deep voice says, "'Come in.' Naturally I didn't hesitate, but pushed open the door and entered cautiously so's to beat it quick on the least alarm. The room was exactly the way it used to be in Benny's day, with the handsome furniture and all, and the enormous desk. Only now the desk had papers on it, lots of them. There was only one person in the room, a man over by the window, and he was busy searching through a portfolio. As I come in he put this down and turned around. It was Milton Sherrill. End of chapter 24